And so um, Inspire 100 was an idea by my friend Brantley, who a uh, dear friend in Reno, that we were both raised by single moms. And so he said, hey, what if 100 of us give $100 a month? So we have 10000 a month to give to single moms, children in need, etc. It's like, I love that idea. So we've been doing that for a couple of years, and it's just awesome. And we, you know, but we buy cars and give them tires or fill their groceries sometimes or whatever it is. But this is something really cool, guys. This is, I think this is my favorite thing. Everybody's got their favorite giving thing, but this is how this works. So I'm going to show you a little video that Tim from, from Impact sent me. And he, I got introduced to these guys through my friend Brad Jerzak. And, and uh, in India, they're kind of indentured slaves. They're indentured servants. They work in these brick factories. And, and um, it's like the third generation now. They've never left the brick factory. So at five, the kids start making bricks. That's their life for 12 hours a day. And the, it, the usury rates, they're, they promise them, hey, we're gonna, if you're in debt, we're going to pay off your debt. But then the usury rates are so high, they can never get out. So it's like this cycle. And so uh, two years ago, um, some of the brick factory owners agreed. India has this really strange thing that if you can get the kids in school, it's 130 bucks one time the Indian government funds them for the rest of their life. So all they need is their first semester, their books, their little uniforms, and whatever else they do for 130 bucks. And I think that's cool because you pay for generations. Like once you get out, once, so, uh, let's see, what have, what have we done so far? So it says, um, uh, 1,520 children are now in school, thanks to you guys. There are another 76 standing by. So I want you to just see this video. And that, so all you guys, even a year from now, if you see this, they do this all the time. So if you see this and go, hey, I, I was just thinking about this after you see this video. If they would do what we're teaching right now, every one of them could get out. But they don't know that. They're not being taught any of this stuff. So um, I'm thinking like a mom and dad, like looking at me, I've got the means to do it, going, man, I hope somebody loves my kids enough to spend 130 bucks to get them out of this. So that's all I'll say on that. I'm not a big pusher or whatever, but it just, this stuff racks my guts when I see it. So anyway, I just show this video real quick. It's pretty cool. In Asia, you can find as young as five years old sitting on large towers of bricks, except they're not playing. On this side of the world, children spend their days making bricks and piling them high. And it's not by choice. Families are working in brick factories to pay off their debt to the factory owners. No chance at an education or even a glimpse of life outside the factory. These kids face a very bleak future. Need your help. 
child labor deprives children of their right to go to school and reinforces generational cycles of poverty. As impact nations, we are determined to rescue and restore these children's lives by giving them an education. Once the children are enrolled in school, the government has agreed to subsidize the rest of their education. We have already bought uniforms, books, and paid school fees for 200 children this semester. There are 100 students who are eagerly waiting for your help. Everything is ready. Will you send a child slave to school for $130? So if you guys, uh, you can either give right there or if, uh, if you go to freedomministries.org, you can just put in when you check out, just say, Brick, brick kids. And uh, that's what I would ask all you guys online too, is like, hey, if you can do part, if you can do one, if you can do more than one, man, how cool is that? That's, I think that's awesome. Probably the best investment you can make. And so anyway, that's, uh, I don't ever ask you for money, but I ask you to give to those guys. Amen? So I just love that. So isn't that cool? Um, yeah, like I tell my kids like, hey, that's one less latte a day to, to save generations. So just trying to get them to think correctly, in my opinion. So, all right, let's get after this. So, uh, Joshua, Jericho, Rahab. Uh-oh, what's all this about? What's the harlot? And it's actually really, really good news. So I have to start this out, because um, uh, if, if you guys have been to Bible school and stuff, you haven't been taught correctly. So, and I can say that boldly, because I've been. Um, and so, Hebrews 10.1, I want, I want to share this with you again. If you go read it, Anybody got Hebrews 10.1 pulled up? See if it's in your Bible. It's in mine, actually, <laughs> where it says the scriptures are not the reality themselves. Boy, that gets Christians stirred up, right? It says the law, but it's the same word used in John 10.34 when they're doing Psalms. And so it says the law, the Torah, or the scriptures. So if you don't know what it, is, it says, here's what it says. <clears throat> you got it, Patty? I can pull it up otherwise if you're not. Martin and I were just talking. Here, I'll pull it up. <clears throat> I've got an app that I can just pull it up real quick. So a lot of people, when I share with them, like, uh, let it be. Huh? Fat fingers? Yeah. Um, you know, when we sing let it be by the Beatles, speaking words of wisdom, Mother Mary, let it be. It's like people don't know what Mary means. And it's, here's what I'd encourage all you guys to go look in your concordance. It's like Mary, you know, Mariam in Hebrew is what it says, Mariam. And uh, once you start understanding Hebrew, it's like this beautiful thing. It says to give birth to salvation or a man of praise. Weird, isn't it? It's in your concordance. A man of Judah, it says. Judah is praise, right? So anyway, um, let me just go to Hebrews 10.1. I've shared with you a lot, but this is why I keep teaching like this. Because once you get this, the scriptures actually become beautiful and Barbara and I were talking about this. You, you, they, the scriptures become healing. It's, you don't have to make anything up. You don't see death anywhere um, that God causes or anybody causes if you, if you understand how it's really written. It says, so the law, if you go look it up, it says the Torah, the law, or the scriptures. The law having a shadow of good things to come, but not the very image of the things, can never, <clears throat> with those sacrifices which they offer year by year, make those unto you perfect. If you read it in different translations, it says this. It says the law are shadows or types of things that come, not the reality themselves. Okay? So, the story of Joshua, Jacob, or Jericho, and Rahab is that in Scripture 
even in the law, if we're going to take it as the Torah, it's the, the first part of the, the scriptures. The first is the five, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And then I'll read Joshua 1. It's really fascinating when you read it again. So it says, the law are not the reality themselves. The scriptures are not the reality themselves, but shadows or stories of good things to come. Good things. So anytime you read any, any Old Testament scripture, it's about something good. If you read your Bible, or is anybody, does that not say that in yours? It says it in mine. It's about good things to come. It's good, right? So, well, what is the reality? If the, if the, if the scriptures are not the reality themselves, the answer is one, one chapter later. So it's in Hebrews 11. Because then it says, but now, and the, the Word of Faith guys, they get it sort of right, but they, in context, they kind of miss it, in my opinion, because he's talking about, this is not the reality, but let me tell you what the reality is or the title deed. It says, but now faith is the title deed, what you're looking for. So if we look at those stories, they're not the realities themselves, but about something good that's going to come, and faith is the real thing, is what it says. But now faith is the real thing. So all those stories are about something beautiful that's going to happen in you, because faith happens where? Can you see faith? No, it happens within, right? It happens within the heart. So it happens within the inside of human beings. So anyway, so knowing that, let's go to the, the first slide. Let's go to Joshua 1. And I'm going to go through some Hebrew and stuff. There's so, you could spend weeks on this. So I'm trying to condense this whole story down into a few minutes tonight. So Joshua 1, 1 through 3. So now after the death of his servant Moses. So something died, his servant Moses, right? And servant, sometimes it says slave. Um, this idea that you have to slave and work is dead. Moses means birth. Moses literally means to, to give birth. To give birth out of water or out of blood, like physical birth. That's what really Moshe, Moses means. So <clears throat> this isn't about physical creation. The Lord spoke to Joshua. The anglicized word is what? Jesus, right? Jesus is made from two Hebrew words, Yudhe Vavhe, Yahweh, and Yasha. It's just a contraction of those two. So Yeshua, Yehoshua is actually what it says in Hebrew. We just shortened it to Joshua. <clears throat> it says, the Lord spoke to Jesus. So we're talking about something different. Where's Jesus? Within, right? Know you not that Christ is in you? And you're the temple of the, the gods? And the spirit that of God dwells in you? <clears throat> so G, this is something happening to you. Now this is really interesting. It says, the son of noon. Now if you read this in English and don't understand Hebrew, that means nothing to you. But noon means a lot to a Hebrew. The son of noon. So son is offspring. It's, 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 uh, it's two Hebrew letters. It's bane, basically. Bet noon. The son of noon, Moses' assistant. Now, the New Testament, when we tell us our, our assistant, our helper, is what? The spirit, the paraclete, right? And it's the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ in you is, is the anointing of God, is what it says. That's your, that's your assistant. Follow me? And we get this so backwards in, in Christianity where it says, here's Peter talking to Jesus in the narrative. And most Christians are taught this, like, what are you doing to serve God? And what are you doing to advance the kingdom? And I said, nothing this weekend except eating. So I'm, because the kingdom is within me. That's hard for people to get, right? Like I did nothing but expanded my belly this weekend. So if I'm doing something, if I'm expanding anything, I expanded my belly. Because the kingdom is within you. But everybody has to think the kingdom's out here. Kingdom's within you is what it says. Or does that not say it in your Bible as well? says the kingdom comes with nothing observable. So if you're doing something that somebody else can see and you think you're expanding the kingdom, you're not in the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. The kingdom is within you. Everybody good so far? I know it's like, God, this, 
I say these things and I can just feel the emails already. <laughs> like, so you're saying, I'm going, like, everything I'm saying is like verbatim right out of your book. So I'm not saying anything. I'm just reading your book to you. So, <clears throat> so the, Moses' assistant, people that are born out of the womb of a, of, of a person, Moses' assistant, our assistant is the son of Nun. Okay? So that's the spirit. That's Christ in us. Now, Nun, Nun is the Hebrew letter Nun. And it, it's the picture of it. As you guys know, if you've followed us at all, Hebrew has a picture, has a word picture, because the societies were illiterate. So when they, when they knew the pictures, they could tell the story, right? And it also has a number attached to it. So I probably wrote all that. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, but this is so rich to me. So son of noon is, this, is Christ in you, the spirit, the, the helper, <clears throat> right? And, uh, oh, that's what I was saying. It's like, so if you're, if you're going, what am I doing to expand the kingdom? What are you doing to serve God? Jesus' answer was this, unless you let the Spirit serve you, you can do nothing because you can do nothing in the flesh. Right? He goes, Peter, 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 unless you let me serve you, unless you let Christ in you do the work, you can have no part, you can't partake of me. Because it's, it's, you can't do anything out here, Peter. You need to let me do the work from inside you. All right? So noon is literally a picture of a seed or a fish it's like a seed, like a, um, a seed that sprouts and germinates all of its own, or a fish that's in the deep, in the sea where you can't see the secret place. That's noon, and it's also the number fifty. Now, if you know Hebrew at all or the, the, the festivals, fifty is Pentecost, right? And it's also Jubilee. Now, what's Jubilee? Gosh, this, I should do a service on this because. We've been taught sin is like bad behavior. It has nothing to do with that. If you go look at it, sin literally just means missing the mark. So if you're not living in the full stature of Christ, like I was, I was sharing last week, this is, this is really the definition of sin. If you, have a, if you have a desire to make a million dollars a year and you're currently making 50, you're sinning because you're missing your target. It doesn't mean you're doing anything bad or your behavior is wrong. It just means you haven't utilized the spirit to bring you to your target. That's all sin was to them. Sin was missing the target, missing the mark. Follow me? So Jubilee was this idea that on the, every 50th year, all the debts were paid and you were restored back to your original position. Well, what's your original position? A son of God, joint heir of Jesus Christ. So the Spirit brings you to hit any goal that you ever have in your life that you desire. Ask, you shall receive, so your joy may be full, right? God will give you the desires of your lev in Hebrew, the, the rod within man, the staff within man. A physical staff. I don't want to get too graphic, but this is how the Hebrews wrote. There's a physical staff that in the Moses creation, husband and wife come together, right? And then there's a spiritual one, the same, the same furniture that's that causes human creation when a man and a woman get together in intimacy. You have the same furniture in the holiest of holies. It's really interesting if you go look at it. So what he's talking about is physical. We're not talking about physical creation. Moses is dead. This idea that you can have a physical covenant and create offspring which was proof to them that God was in them. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the assistant, the son of noon. So we're talking about the spirit within you, which is Jubilee, Pentecost, all these ideas, right? So that's what, that's what the son of noon is. So my servant is dead. Now, arise. So here's what he's talking about. He's talking about give, bringing up the full stature of the measure of Christ in every human being. Like, do you know who you are? That's Apostle Paul. Do you not know who you are? And then Jesus' narrative says, uh, you guys aren't separate. We're one. 
And the same glory, kavot in Hebrew, the same weight that, that I carry. How much weight does Jesus carry when you were taught as a little kid? All, right? It says the same weight that Jesus carries, who carries it? You carry it. Not a junior varsity spirit. You carry my spirit and you carry my glory. Then that sound like a king. A king decrees a thing and it's established, right? So, <clears throat> therefore arise. So here's what he's saying. Let the spirit rise up in you. Let, let Christ rise up in you. Now, therefore arise, you and all the people, cross over the Jordan into the land I'm giving you to the children of Israel. Now, Israel, we, that's why this is so rich. Gosh, there's so much in there. Israel, Israel, is Ish is man, mankind, man. Ra, who sees and rules as El, God. You're not Israel until Jacob, the spirit, has replaced the physical. Now you're Israel. Get it? You get that you're God, and what you see within, you rule as God. No harder than that, but you've never been taught that what you do in the holiest of holies, your intimacy with God, is actually God doing the work. It's the spirit within you, the, the, the assistant of Moses, every man born of the womb of man, has this Christ in them. And it rises up in them. That's what it's talking about here. So, so we know that I've given you every place the sole of your foot will tread. Well, if we know this is about the Spirit and it's Jesus and Jesus is inside you, this is not about Christians walking around a house in Colorado Springs blowing a shofar. I've seen it. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, they might be sleeping. Like, stop. <laughs> you know, no, you no, know, that's not what it's about. Like, you ever seen that? I'm like. That's not what it's talking about, <laughs> but whatever. So what there's talking about is wherever you go dwell, wherever you tread, wherever you see yourself being or who you are, it's been given to you. you all possibility exists and you can go in the spirit anytime, any place and see yourself enjoying anything. Like these brick kids, this is how it works, guys. This is why I'm excited to, to get into these spheres of influence a little bit. <clears throat> because if we could teach them this, they don't have to have a nickel in their pocket because all things have been given to them. They could simply see themselves doing whatever they wanted to do. If they wanted to be a doctor, if they wanted to be a soccer player, if they didn't want to, they could see themselves already enjoying it. If they taught, no, that's God. What you do within these two cherubs, these cherubim is the creative act of God. If you see yourself just enjoying that, now roll it over to him, trust in him is what it says, and he will bring it to pass. Every one of those families and kids could get out of there without one nickel if they knew this stuff. Now, if that's true, how hard is your situation? It's not very hard at all, is it? You just don't believe that what you're doing in there is an act of God. I'm trying to convince you it's an act of God. What you do here in the holiest of holies is God doing the work. Now rest. There's nothing for you to do. So we'll talk about blowing the trumpet and everything else, what that's all about. So anyway, let's see. I think that's what, all I needed to give you. Everybody good with that? So Christ within you, the assistant, the spirit within, Christ, noon, yeah, picture of a fish or a seed. Um, yeah, it's the number 50, Pentecost, Jubilee. I think that's all I wanted to cover on that. It's so rich. That's why I like, there's so many ideas floating around in there. So, uh, all right. So I, let me just read what I wrote just to make sure. So Moses has died. So this, this idea that um, you've become more spiritual than physical. You know who you are. You know you're one with Christ. So the first man, the flesh man is Moshe. It's Moses. It's you were, the flesh was birthed out of the womb of your mother. The second man, Jesus Christ, rises up in you. And it's the seed within you. It's the, the bane is that the seed of Christ in the tabernacle, in Bet. And it rises up in every, every single one. Okay? So, Yeshua is the son of noon. Uh, son is about 
the sonship or creation from within, not a physical covenant or servanthood, being a slave. So he says crossover. We see this all the time where we're going from the flesh man to the spirit man. All the scriptures, you're probably tired of this, but once you see it, you'll see it in every story. You go, hey, the first man was flesh, you and I. The second man is Jesus Christ, the Lord from heaven is what it says. Let that man rise up in you. And they were born at, they were given, they were given birth at the same time. Like you see, Rachel, um, it's a female lamb is what it says. And so if you go look at the scriptures as again, it says, she named him Benoni, which is son of sorrows. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to go through this world and there's things that you're going to experience, etc. But the father knows him, Benjamin. So both of them were birthed out of the womb at the same time. The seed was in every human being when they're born. And you see that story played out over and over. It's the same story here is what he's talking about. Moses is dead. Let Joshua, the Lord from heaven, Christ in you, rise up in you. And this is a spiritual covenant, meaning you don't have to work anymore. Moses represented slavery, work. I got to work for it. This is a land flowing with milk and honey. So this is about a spiritual covenant. Everything flows. Everything's out of the spirit, right? Everybody with me so far? All right. So, uh, yeah, I've given you every place where your foot will tread. Like I said, uh, if those brick kids or their parents ever got a hold of this, they wouldn't have to worry about their debt says. They wouldn't have to worry about, oh, you know, like this. Then they rip your guts out, though, like this five-year-old kid's going, I'm working to pay off my dad's debt, not knowing that they can never get it out. Like his kids, if they don't know this or if we don't get them out of there so they can learn something else, it's generational. Like you said, it's just generations of poverty. So I'm excited to actually teach this kind of stuff going, hey, you know, when you go back home, guess what? Teach your mom this. This is how cool this is. You can see mom or whatever in their own home in creating an Indian dish or whatever you want to do. I don't, whatever it is, like what, what's mom want to do with her life? And if she simply enjoyed it as if it's real and says, you know what? I'm going to the father in my mind in intimacy and I'm seeing myself already enjoying this. And just present it to you would to the God that nothing's impossible to and go, thank you, Father. This is what I have. Some way, somehow, we don't know how. It says we know not how is how the kingdom works. But you'll see the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. She would experience total freedom and they would own that house from a place of not a nickel in their pocket. Now we can all do that. Isn't that cool? It's so cool once you understand it. Because that's Christ in you. That's God in you. So I think that's all I wanted to share on that. So wherever your foot shall tread, it's the same idea where it says, uh, in my father's house are many mansions. That's how it's read, read in King James. I've, I taught on this maybe a couple months ago. In my house are many mansions. Now I was taught, oh, cool, man. I get this big mansion and we own the New York Yankees or whatever, right? But where's the father's house? In you. So you can choose to dwell or be anything you want to be is really what it says. And it says, I go away for a little while, but where I go, where I go dwell, where I place my abode, soon you'll find yourself there as well. If you go read it, that's what it actually says. It's the same idea here. Wherever, however you see yourself, you don't like your current condition, change it. Not by effort. Change your mind. Metanoia, right? Have a radical change of mind. Simply see yourself enjoying how you want life to be and knowing that God will bring it to pass with no effort on your own. That's the scriptures. Isn't that fun? That's what all these stories are about. So, all right, that's good. I think I, I covered that. All right, so Jericho. What is Jericho? This was kind of fun because we were with a, a PhD um, theologian and we were talking about this. It's like, what do you think all that means? I'm like, well, I know what it means. So well, how do you know what it means? I'm like, because I know what it means. 
I was like, well, go look up Jericho. Like, Do you remember this? And he's like, you're good at this. I'm like, I'm not a PhD theologian. I just actually read it. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are reading. I have no idea what you guys are doing with your time, but not this, obviously. So Jericho. So I go, look up Jericho. You'll get it. So Jericho means a land or a city of fragrance. And it, I just put in Hebrew what it's, so it's, it reads right to left. So it's that little yod. It's the strength of God to bring it to pass. Resh is a man's head. Kind of see it like a man's head, like the shape of it. And then a yod again. And then chet, it's the inner chamber. And then vav is a man. It's a nail or, or an upright man. And it's a connector. So if you read it, it literally means city of fragrance. A city of palms or a city that smells a sweet fragrance. And if you look at scripture at all, guys, a sweet fragrance is always prayer. It's always intimacy in covenant. It's a sweet, sweet fragrance. So the Old Testament, you would see the high priest do all the spices and everything else. And then on the, the, <clears throat> on the, uh, the one day where he would go into the holiest of holies, he would bring in the golden altar of incense and it would be a sweet fragrance. And then we see the same idea in Revelation where they have these bowls of incense and it says, which are the prayers of men? So the sweet fragrance is always intimacy face to face with God. It's prayer. All right. But here's what's cool if you look at it in Hebrew. So Yod, it, when it's a prefix like this, Yod means the strength of God to bring something to pass. The work of God. So if God's doing the work, is it going to get done? It's a done deal, guys. So this is, that's prayer when you understand it. If you realize like, it starts with a Yod, meaning that the finished work of God and the ability of God is what's bringing this to pass. Well, then we should be confident that it's going to be coming to pass because nothing can stand in the way of God. We're all versed in all that pretty well, but applying it is horrible. We think we got a Scooby-Dooby-Doo and all this stuff. I'm like, that's not at all what he's talking about. That's a whole other talk. But anyway, so it's the strength of God or the ability of God to do work. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. It starts falling on my head. All right, there you go. Resh is a man's head. So the strength of God, the ability of God to bring what comes after it to pass. What man's head is the strength of God in the inner chamber, which attaches whatever he, that sweet fragrance to himself. Doesn't that sound like prayer? The strength of God is what you do in your mind is the power of God in the inner chamber, which attaches you to what you just prayed. That's Jericho in Hebrew. Doesn't sound better now? To me it does. So it's a sweet fragrance or a smell. It's intimacy with God in prayer. Like I said, the, the high priest or revelation. So anyway, here's what's interesting. So Joshua's command was, wherever your, your foot treads will be given to you. But this is a land flowing with milk and honey. And the imagery there, you can go look at this, but milk and honey come from the inside out, right? So think about, think about a beehive. Where's the queen? Where's the birther, the mom? She's inside, right? And the bees provide what? The bees take the pollen, the seeds, and they go in the inner chamber and what impregnates the, the queen, right? And then what comes out? So this is all about something that comes from the inside out, like a cow with milk too, right? They feed on something, then you have this. So this is about the inside out, guys, is the land flowing with milk and honey. It's about spiritual creation, not Moses, physical creation. So... <clears throat> that's milk and honey, if you go understand the imagery to it. So all these things that are given, so we see this battle of Joshua. Now, if you read it literally, guys, where it just, I showed you again, where it says, these are not literal stories. They're stories of good things to come inside you. It's about faith, right? 
That's what, it, that's what the scriptures say. So this is, the, this is something that's going to rise up in every one of you where you can literally, wherever you tread in your imagination is what you're going to get. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. Now, is that simple or is that simple? It's simple. So Joshua doesn't fight the battle. Now we think we got, I, okay, I grew up and I heard all the charismatic stuff, right? I, I saw the shofars and everybody else and running around. Have you seen any literal battle where they're outside with trumpet players and the fortresses fall down? Haven't seen it? I haven't. Have you? So if that's what it really means, then what have these guys been doing for the last 50 years of my life? Like they've been battling and shofaring there. Not one wall's fallen down yet. Maybe you're not doing it right, right? Maybe that's not what it's about. So, and it's not, it's not, Joshua's not doing a physical battle. Jesus is inside you. He sends in two spies if you go look at it. Again, if you don't, if you don't understand Hebrew symbolism, you're going to miss it. To his house, it's bet. So he sends two spies inside the house. Spies have the idea of secrecy. They, do, they view and see things, they view, hear, and see things secretly. Now Jesus in prayer says what? Stop any noise out here, Right? Because the kingdom doesn't come with anything you observe. What does he tell us to do in prayer? Go into the secret place. Do this inside where nobody can see. And what you do in there, the whole world will see. Right? Just like the queen bee, everybody sees the honey, like what comes from the inside out. So the, she gets impregnated with the seed that creates from within, and everybody sees the result. It's the same story over and over and over in Scripture. So when they send two spies into the house, that's what bet means. It means inside the house. It means something done secretly in the house. <clears throat> and so Rahab, this is where Rahab comes in too. Now, Rahab's a harlot, but this is about something spiritual. This is really hard to believe that Rahab, the harlot, is the spirit of God. But that's what it is. So Rahab, it's, it's the contraction of two Hebrew words, ruach, like he ruached into man and man became life. It's the breath of God. It's the spirit of God is the Hebrew word ruach. And Ab, Abba, is father, daddy, right? So Rahab is those, the contraction of those two words. It means the spirit of the father. Spirit of the father is a harlot? Yep. In imagery, because the harlot gives any man his desire. It'll take any seed and, and provide. Take that seed of any man. doesn't have to be husband. Any man, you get the imagery. Ask anything and you shall be given it so your joy may be full. You get the imagery. They're not talking about a literal harlot. They're talking about the spirit of the Father is submissive to us. Isn't that the craziest idea ever? Peter, Peter, Peter. No, no, no. Unless you let my spirit serve you, you can't partake of the kingdom. You can't partake of me. You can't partake of salvation. If you think it's about serving God and expanding the kingdom outside, you're going to miss the whole thing. You can't partake. Those are Jesus' words, not mine, right? Right? I know, you know, yeah. Cause guys, if you get this, it's like your life explodes though. That's why I keep sharing on this. Like your life becomes really fun. It actually, because you start to understand this. The spirit's submissive to me. Yes, that you start playing with it a little bit. Actually you go, I wonder if we can do this. And then we do it. I'm like, oh man, it kind of, this is where you get, it becomes awesome where it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's, that fear is not, wisdom starts with the fear of God. 
No, it's not at all. It's like the awesomeness of, are you kidding me? He's given us that ability. Yeah, he's given you the kingdom. He's given you his royal rule and reign is what it says. So as if, you, if God himself is ruling. So when you decide something's going to happen, who's really deciding it's going to happen? The spirit within you, God. It's like, all right, that's what you want to do. I'm a harlot. I'm submissive. I'll give you anything that you plant there. Any, I'll take any seed and give the desire of any man. That's, that's the whole imagery of Rahab. So it's a spy, means something's done, or observed something secretly. And uh, the spirit of the Father submissive and satisfies the desire of all men. Isn't that what we see? Every prayer scripture says that. Ask, you shall receive. It doesn't say, ask for something that's only good for you. It says, you ask anything. Anything. Right? And ask is not, Lord, can I have this? Because you're too late. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Ask is really similar. It's, it's a hiteo in Greek, but it's really similar to lambano. It means to lay hold of any desire that's already been given to you. So it means this. It's the keys, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth, whatever you covenant with, whatever you attach yourself to, it's the last Hebrew letter is tough. It just means whatever you join yourself to is bind. From this day forward, this is who I am. It'll happen in your life. That's binding. I've attached myself to something. And leucine is like, that's no longer me. That's Moses. I don't even know where that body is because that's not me anymore. And we got Christians running around looking for Moses' body. I'm like, you're not going to find him because that's not what it's talking about. <laughs> wonder where Mo- We've had people that wonder where Moses' body is. Right? It's not a real body, if you understand it. It's about changing his identity. He's metanoying. He's changing his mind. Oh, that's not even me anymore. Aren't, haven't you all done that in your life where you're going, I know I look back at it, I'm like, wow. That's not even us anymore. But what did we do? We had a radical change of mind. That's all it is. That's, Moses died and now I've, like, the Spirit's come alive to me and I can choose any desire I want and the Spirit, Rahab, the Spirit of the Father, brings it to pass with no effort on my own. That's Rahab. Isn't that cool? You guys getting this? All right. So let's go to the, the next slide. So then I'm just trying to sum up this whole story in a lot of things. All right, so Rahab, the Spirit of God's given some instructions, right? It's instructed to go into the very heart of the city and dwell in the upper room. If you go look in Scripture, upper room was the holiest of holies, or the upper room was the holiest of holies. Now, you are the tabernacle. So what is your upper room? What's the most high part of you? Where is the, where is the tabernacle of God? Yes, the Ark of the Covenant is carried on the shoulders of men, on the shoulders of priests, right? What do we carry up here? This Ark of the Covenant that has two cherubs, two cerebrums in it, right? So Rahab, though, is told to go into the upper room and don't go from house to house, meaning don't be scattered and something comes up in your life and you go, oh my God, I don't have enough money to pay for this. Don't go dwell there. Don't go house to house. In my father's house are many abodes, many dwelling places, right? Don't, go, don't even entertain that thought. Don't go house to house. Stay where you want in your mind is what he's talking about. Don't go from house to house. Go into the upper room and don't go screw around. This is who I am. And if you just give it to God and go, this is how it's going to be, it, it appears. No more effort. Isn't that cool? That's pretty cool in my opinion. That's what, he's, that's what this is talking about. Dwell in that upper room, don't go from house to house. The upper room is the holiest of holies, which is the mind of man, is what scripture says. All right. Now, when they, so then they come and they see these walls of Jericho. So there's walls, there's an external thing supposedly inhibiting you from the from prayer because prayer jericho is the sweet fragrance of prayer it's your desire that seems to have physical barriers there's a wall there i don't know how i'm going to do it 
we're in debt to the brick, the brick factory owners. And we don't have a nickel in our pocket. That would be a wall. To seeming, in, seeming thing that would inhibit their desire to own a home or be outside. But how do they do it? It says, send the spies into the city. Rahab, go in. Right? Rahab is the spy. Go within the city. Do it secretly. Dwell in the upper place. Follow me? They're not battling. They're not trying to, they're not trying to save enough money. They're not doing any of that. What do they do? They do this. They go into the, the holiest of holies. They go, into the, they go into prayer. They go into intimacy. And see wherever their foot treads, they see themselves enjoying freedom. They see themselves enjoying family. They see themselves cooking a meal with their whole family and sending their kids to school if that's the dream. Like you see there, aren't those kids happy? Like they put on their little blue uniforms. There. I should show you some of the other pictures. Like they're showing their shoes. Like the first time they ever got shoes. And you guys bought that for them. That's so cool to me. Like to us, it's like, get school shoes. It's just something, right? But if they get this, I don't care if it's a poverty-stricken country, they can operate in that just as free as you and I can, thinking we're this great thing. Uh, no, no, you know what? If we ever shift as a, a, a mindset, let the, let the rest of the country shift. You don't shift. Don't give your authority to anything outside of you. Does that make sense? So I, I would encourage you, don't ever say stuff like this, like, the economy this, and that's going to do this to my business. No, no, no. No way. You do stuff like this. You go, man, this is great news for me because all my competitors are going out of business. <laughs> Never. I just, that's how I just think differently. I'm like, fire it up, man. Somehow this is going to be, all things work together for good. And if they don't get this, not that I want them to do that, but I'm going to win big. I'm going to win bigger, right? Bigger. It's a store. So we call it bigger, big R. Call it bigger. You go with bigger, don't you? We call it bigger, big R. Let's go to bigger. So here's their command. So when they go, hey, you want your desire, you want your desire in prayer. It looks like there's walls or odds of impossibility, but nothing's impossible to the spirit within you, which is God, which is Rahab. The spirit of the father's in you. So here's what they're taught to do. They're taught to, now the seven should give this all away. So it says, take up the Ark of the Covenant. So where is this taking place? Where's the Ark of the Covenant? Right here. So this is all happening within here. Take up the Ark of the Covenant. Seven priests march seven times on the seventh day, blow the ram's horn. Now, the ram is a male or a female? It's a male, right? They don't say blow the female's horn. Blow the ram's horn. Again, if you get the imagery, guys, when the male's horn, when something comes out of the male's horn, there's a rest. But God has just been released from that male's horn. You getting the imagery of the Hebrews? So when they have intimacy, when that male fertilizes, when, that, when, the, when the blast of, out of the trumpet comes forth, there's a rest. That's, they're all talking about this imagery. They go, if you understand physical creation, you'll understand how the same thing works up here. So you guys know this. I'll, I'll teach you it real simple, like one of the things we do in the prayer team right after this. So, <clears throat> so here's what he's talking about. The seventh day. The seven priests, there's a release within you. And you like, thank you, Father, now I rest. Now rest is Shabbat or Sabbath. I mean, six is the, the number of man, so this isn't man's effort. On the seventh day, the seven priests, the seventh time, a, a release is re released from the ram's horn. It means you're fertilized with what you want. Hey, my desire is to be outside of that brick fracturing, totally free. And if you'd simply go, thank you, Father, I received that. 
the ram's horn has just been shouted. The ram's horn has just been released. Now you just release the seed within you and let the spirit within you bring it to pass. You guys getting how that works? That's what it's talking about. So seven is the number of completion or Shabbat. It's also, if you go look at it, it's the, it's the um, if you ever you guys get on, when Paul's on, when he starts to teach Hebrew and Aramaic, seven, the number of completion is the Hebrew letter Zion. It's man, it's a vav, which is the sixth letter, which is mankind. Vav, the nail, an upright man. The crowned man is a glistening on top of the, the male's head. I get the imagery, right? And it's Zion, where we get Z. And so, like, bring this to remembrance when it's talking about Noah. Noah. I think it's about death. It's actually about creation, <laughs> if you go read it. So he's like, no, 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 no. You guys think remember. It's like, oh, I remembered. It says, God remembered Noah. Remember is zakar in Hebrew. It means to be male and fertilize. It's the Z. Release the seed is Zion. After the seed is released, there's a rest, isn't there? This isn't like seventh grade education, guys. You guys, right? you guys have experienced this, I think, right? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not what I'm talking about. You should. It's actually quite enjoyable. So, yeah, Chad. <laughs> no, he's got kids, so I know he's right. You guys get the imagery. That's what he's trying to say. You have nothing to do. Once the seed is released, the power's in the seed. Isn't that what he says? He says, if you don't understand the parable of the sower, you will not understand the kingdom. And what's the parable of the sower? Whatever you release into your heart like a seed has all the power in itself to draw everything in. I want to make this very practical again. When a husband and wife are in intimacy, the seed is released. There's nothing you're going to do at this point. The power of God has been released and that baby comes. How does that happen? We don't know. But also in first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. It was the same thing spiritually, guys, is what he says. In prayer, it's this beautiful intimacy. It's the fragrance of Jericho. It's your desire. Thank you, Father. I receive this and I, I, can, I can hand this over. Psalm 37, 4 and 5 are so beautiful to me. God will give you the desires of your heart. Inside, lev, the rod, there's a physical rod of man which in intimacy and there's a spiritual rod, a staff within you that, thank you, Father, this is my desire. And you trust in the love of God. It says, roll it over to me, trust in me and I will bring it to pass is what Psalm 37, 4 and 5 says. The seed's been released. I've heard you in, in Jericho. I've heard this sweet intimacy in prayer face to face with God. Father, thank you. This is my desire. And trust in God. And I just put a number on it just to get, kind of get you to think bigger, but it's like millions of times more powerful than you making it happen in your own effort. He will give you the desires of your heart. Trust in him in intimacy and prayer. Let him bring it to pass. Nothing can stop it. Not, if they don't have a nickel in their bank, in fact, if there are thousands of, what, is, what do the Indies, Indians use? You know, Brett, like rands or rupees? What do they read, rupees? Rupees, yeah, I think it's a rupee. That's probably like 10 million rupees or whatever, like exchange rate. But you'd be tens of millions of rupees. And if you simply did this, in ways we know not how, they would be free from that brick factory. They would. That's the kingdom of God within them. Know ye not that God's inside you. You get the imagery of that? The crowned man. It's the man with a crown in physical intimacy, the glistening on top of the man. Right? There's been a release. It's the crowned man. That's what it's talking about, to fertilize. That's completion. That's Sabbath. Nothing for me to do. It was all enjoyable. And now God brings it to pass. How, 
That's prayer too, the spiritual prayer. So anyway, it means if it's 777, you see that all, all the seven priests, seven times on the seventh day, shout for the Lord has given you the town. And all the physical barriers came down. The, town was, the town's name was what? Jericho, it's your desire. It's the sweet fragrance of prayer. Shout, God's given it to you. Lay hold of it. I'll give it to you so your joy may be full. Shout, thank you, Father. Right? <laughs> Some of you guys are starting to get it. You're like halfway there in your emails to me. Pray for this. And they're like, they're walking on eggs, like kind of like, I think I'm doing this right. <laughs> it's believe you have received something. You've been given everything. So you can choose any desire you want. So it's like this. This is how what I get. Please pray for us. I've been diagnosed with this. No, it's 100% opposite of that. Shout for joy. You wanted, you wanted to be diagnosed with that? That's your prayer right now. Does that make sense? Shout for joy as you get the desire. What's your desire? I'm guessing your desire is to be totally healthy. Yes, thank you, Father. I'm totally healthy. Shout. You just decreed a thing. The seed of the male came out in here. And there's nothing more for you to do. Let the, the miracle power of God in you bring it to pass. That's what the whole story is about. The, Rahab, the spirit of God within you, will give you anything that you want. She's a harlot. She, whatever. I, su I supply every man their desire is what it means. That's really what it means. <laughs> nice other people. There were five harlots. Five is the number of grace. That's why it's a harlot. It gives you any desire. Right? It's not little five. I have enough of that guy, those guys. So anyway, does this help you? That's what it's about, okay? So let me see if I got everything. I think that's it. I think that's what I want to tell you. All right, so let's just finish this up. Here's how simple it is. The sun of noon, the creation of noon, this isn't physical creation, this is creation out of the Spirit. The assistant, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Christ in you, the anointing of God in you, is the sun of noon, the assistant of Moses, every man born of a woman. That's your helper. That's your, that's your Holy Spirit. It's the son of noon. Wherever your foot shall tread will be given to you. So it means wherever you dwell in your mind, you'll see happen in your life. Therefore, if you want something to change, it's simply ch have a radical change of mind. Metanoia. Just change. And it's, it's that simple, guys. I know we're trying to make this hard. And I, that's why these stories are just over and over and over. Every story is the same thing. It's about learning Hey, the first birth was flesh. The second birth is the Lord from heaven. It's God himself that births in you. He's one with you, not three. One. I just got the thing. 11-week course on Trinity. Oh. <laughs> that ought to be fun, right? And they'll all be grumpy with no results. I just got it today. So, and these are my friends. I'm not trying to pick on them. Like, guys, that's why you're depressed. Because you don't get this, right? 11 weeks on Trinitarian theology. What the? Can you get your kids to sit down for 11 weeks and teach them Trinity? No, it's a lot easier to go, hey, you know what? God loves you infinitely more than he could ever express. He'll give you any desire of your heart. Follow your dreams, kids. That's God. That's better, right? 11 weeks of Trinitarian theology would get me depressed, actually. Like, how far are we? Five minutes into week one. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I would start shabba-dabba-dabba, shandala, or start praying in tongues or something, try to get myself out of there. That's not what it's talking about. Tongues is done in secret, meaning there's no noise to it. Right? Anyway. Unknown tongue. Nobody sees it. It's secret. It's a secret place. It's where you go in. But whole other talk. Is this easy enough for you? All right, here's, here's how to do it. 
So any desire, guys, any desire, any desire. It could be divine health. It could be, I, I want this business. It could be, I want my relationship to work like this. I want my marriage to be like this. I want my kids to, parents, this is so beautiful. I, it just came to mind, Sulin, what you did with Samuel, like, right? So the natural, the walls of Jericho, hit the desire is like, hey, you know what? You're kind of like a little bit rebellious in school, right? I don't think your grades are going to get you in. But mom, mom is walking around in the spirit, right? You, you were kind of like shouting like Jericho, right? You're walking on your walk. I don't remember the story exactly, but you're going, I'm so happy that he got a full, that he got a scholarship. And he was the first one to get the scholarship. The teachers are saying you can't go, but mom knows something different. Mom goes, you know what? No, I don't, I don't accept any lack. No way, because God can do all things, right? God got my friend Schultz into the academy. That's a, Schultz was just amazing. But Mike Schulter, if you know who, <laughs> you're the best. Like, I still love this guy. It's just it's crazy. Like, no way he gets in, but he's in. Because I'm asking his grade point average, because most of us were like, what was yours? 398 or 4.0 or something like that. Yeah, all of us, I was not that that mattered at all, but it mattered to them, right? And he tells me his. I'm like, what? And you got in? I, Jeez, I should have done what you did. But my mom told me I had to get, have these kinds of grades to get in, so that's what I did. Anyway, I wouldn't have had to do any of that, just like that. You know what? I don't really care what the teachers, what, that's the walls of Jericho. That's seemingly impossible. God gives you the desires of your heart. And if your desire of the heart is to go to, on scholarship to college, then he's going to give it to you. And the minute you start praying, your, your friend, Chris, also takes this wrestling coach job and goes, I know the parents. I want to I give scholarships to the kids. In ways we know not how. You wouldn't have known that, right? Have you any idea Chris was going to sign up for the wrestling coach? Before, I mean, right when this was, probably no idea, right? But I, I was just looking at the timeline even. When you started praying like that, that's when he made the decision to go be a wrestling coach. It's like, it starts to, it's, the seed has been released, guys. Nothing's going to stop it, right? I don't care what the economy is, guys. Your business can flourish. You know, my business is going to do this. So we don't accept any position of lack, right? No, I don't accept that. This is what my business is going to do. God will give you the desire of your heart. Thank you, Father, that I have one of the most successful businesses wherever it is, right? And you just see it as if it's going to work. And we don't know how. So there, sometimes it seems like impossible. Things are going up. But all of a sudden, you arrive there. Where you dwell, wherever your foot treads, it'll be given to you. So let me finish on this. This is how simple it is. Take any desire. Try to keep your brain from going, how do I do it? <laughs> we know not how. We know not how. The, the, he has ways and means that we don't know. And it's not our job to figure it out. Our job is to release the seed. Thank you, Father. That's blowing out the trumpet. Thank you, Father. And every impossible barrier comes down. So, if it's, uh, you do whatever. I'm just going to use the brick kids because all you guys can relate to that. So I'm just going to use that little, that little guy, that five-year-old or whatever he was, eight-year-old. I couldn't tell. He's like, I'm in here paying off my dad's debt. So he's, he's building bricks 13 hours a day. Man, if we can get this kid. In fact, let's do it to his parents right now. I'll show you how to do it. Okay? Can you picture that little guy who said, hey, I'm doing this for my I'm doing, it. I'm doing this for my dad. I can get a vivid picture of him in my mind. And so how cool would it feel where 
I'm up here announcing and go, hey guys, remember we prayed for the mom and dad? They were released as well. Wouldn't you feel the joy of that? So here's how simple it is. You get that image in your mind. Like for me, I'll see myself going, holy smokes, it worked again. I see myself reading the email. You guys, if you're, you just come up with something in, in your imagination where you can hear me telling you, hey guys, remember the parents we prayed for? They've been released too. And I promise you it'll happen if we do this. Isn't that fun? But you can do this in your own life, as I'm trying to tell you. Salvation's where? In you. You don't need one person outside of you. You don't even need the prayer team. We've just done it more. So we'll help you, right? We just, this has become true to us, is it really all I should say. We don't have any special gift. We don't have any special anointing. We don't have, you have the anointing of, no, that's not what it means. It means every one of you has the full measure in the stature of Christ. You have God's glory. You have Jesus' glory, right? So it's simply this. In your mind, can you just get a picture of, I'm up here just going, hey guys, you know that cute little dude? I just heard, I got an email from Impact saying, their whole family's been released. What in the world did you guys do? Can you feel the joy of that? And that's just simply this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I just do it until I really start to feel it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for their freedom. Thank you, Father, that they get this truth, that anywhere where they tread in their mind, if they can see themselves there, that's enough. That's the seed. The trumpet's been released. And now we can roll it over to you, trust in you, and you're tens of million times more powerful. You have ways we know not how, but you will bring that answered prayer, that Jericho, that sweet fragrance to you to give us any desire. Amen, amen, amen. That's Jericho. That's Rahab. That's how simple prayer is. Amen? that help you? All right, if you need prayer, come on up. But otherwise, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow on the House Fellowship, or uh, online fellowships at 10 and 6, and House Fellowship Wednesday. All right, God bless you guys. Good?